demi cabs. Yes, love. Yeah, where from? Seventeen Talbot. Yeah, and where are you off to? All right, sweetheart. It's Fiona, isn't it? Okay, ten minutes. Bye. Do you fancy a quick one, Bob? You what? Seventeen Talbot to the Queen's Pub. Oh no, I'll pass. One pound eighty, and she never tips. The perfume makes me eyes water. And oh, I have to drive with my window open. And then she complains, her hair's getting blown. Suit yourself. Oscar? Oscar? Oscar, yes, sorry about. 17 Talbot, Tim. It's going to the Queen's. Ah, oh, joy. Okay, Roger, thank you. Thanks. Uh, Oscar? Oscar, go ahead. No, Tim, you're driving Oscar now, you know, since Jeremy jumped ship. The names refer to the car, not the driver. Look, I've explained all this. Well, is there any chance you can please let me go back to the Mondeo then? Look, you'll have to talk to Sydney about that, and he's not coming in today. Roger. No, Sydney. <laughs> Seventeen Talbot to the Queen's pub. Yeah, Oscar, Roger, thank you. So what do you think, Beryl? Oh, sorry, Bob Love, I lost me thread. I meant to be meeting him tonight. This new boyfriend, well, newish. Tonight? Crikey. Is it a meal or something? No, Beryl, it's... Uh... Hold on, Bob. Hello, Demi-Cabs. Oh, hello, Judy. Has he not arrived yet? Oh, sorry, sorry. Hold the line, I'll go and see what's happened. Tango! Hey, Tango. You, you haven't forgotten Judy at 2.15, have you, Phil? Oh, Oh, hurry it up, will you? I've gone and told her that you're stuck behind a tractor. Hello, Judy. Yeah, you'll be there in a couple of shakes, love. He's very sorry. No, he got stuck behind a slow-moving tractor. Really? No, I don't think it's the same tractor as last time. <laughs> okay, lovey. Bye. Well, she's not happy. Oh, yeah, we haven't lost her as well. Anyway, so go on, Bob. I'm listening. Oh, where was I? Officially meeting the new guy. Uh, not so new anymore. About eight or nine months now. I thought you said this was supposed to be a getting to know your meal. No, it's just a cup of tea, I think. Me, wife, kids... The wife's newish lover. Mm, cosy? No, it'll be far from cosy, Beryl. I'm really not looking forward to it at all. I'm trying to be all modern and mature and civilated about it, but and I'm trying to ignore it. She was at it with him for months before she dumped me and, and threw me out. <laughs> oh, Bob. It still hurts, doesn't it? I bet she gets some cakes in special. Soften me up, eh? <laughs> Kipling's a bit. My lemon fancies. I hate lemon fancies. And she knows it. Bloody lemon fancies. She'll not get orange whirls, I bet. They're my favourite as well. <laughs> she knows that too. Bloody lemon fancies. Oh, well, I shan't eat them. No, right. Or I might eat them, actually. That'll show us I can change, won't it? No, I won't. Well, lemon fancies are dirty. I can't put them anywhere near my mouth. I'll be gagging. 
I'm crazy now, just thinking about dirty, slimy, sour, yellow, filth. I don't know why they make them. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I think it'll be good for the kids to see you all get along, won't it? And that's the most important thing, Bob. The kids. I think it's very mature, love. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks, Beryl. I'm not sure how proud you'll be after I've garroted him with the cake slicer. Here, here look away, love. Not to scratch the lodger. Oh, hey, Bob, do you have to? Ladies, sitting in a car seat all day about that. I've got saggy skin since I lost all that weight. You're a woman, you've no idea what a visit from Betty feels like. Betty? Betty Swallowicks. That's what Phil calls it. It's very uncomfortable, Meryl. Every now and then, you have to peel them from your leg. Oh, I don't want to know, Bob. Traumatic enough for me knowing that you sat there with your hand rummaging down the front of your trousers. Here, can I look yet? If you like. Mm, yeah, that's better. Oh, don't! I just don't get what she sees in him. So anyway, th this evening, I'm expected to visit my house where her boyfriend is sleeping in my marital bed with the mother of my children because he wants to officially introduce himself. What do you think of that, eh? Mm. Yeah, that's a bit sticky. But, I mean, awkward, yeah. Have, uh, have you seen him yet? Of course I have. I see him every bloody week in the local paper. I've told you this, Beryl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Bob, yeah. So remind me then. You see him every week, where? Well, he's the A from A&T Motors on Beeston Road. His pictures in the local express every bloody week, pointing at a different car of the week that he's selling. Oh, that's right. Yeah. What's his name? Arnold. Arnold Bloody Appleby. Double-barrelled surname, eh? That's posh. No, no. Appleby's one word, Beryl. It's not hyphenated. Oh, see. Oh, yeah, I remember now. He's Arnold, is it? Yeah. He looks young on those adverts in the paper. How old is he? Nothing else you don't know how old he is. He's not old enough to realise he shouldn't be stealing other people's wives. Maybe it's just a passing fancy. Eh? Like those lemon cakes of hers. You'll be fine, love. Come and meet me and Dave later on at the Lion Club, if you like, and tell me how it went. Ada's hey, a turn on tonight's meatloaf. What? The real one? No, you plank. No, it's that Barry Finger me. You know him that went on Stars in the Rise as Demis Roussos. Oh, yeah. He was good at Demis. He's meatloaf now, is he? Yeah, I might do. Oh, I don't know, Beryl. I'll, I'll see how I feel. See how this meeting goes. It's not bad, to be fair. I mean, he looks like Meatloaf on the poster. Well, if you screw your eyes up a bit. His act is called Buzz Out of Hell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it advertised in the paper now you mention it. Hunter. Hunter, go ahead. You took your time, Mick. Did you get lost again? Well, I got there all right, because that's the new way. But I took wrong exit coming back with a bit of a, a, a detour. I'm here now, though. I'm at uh, taxi rank. OK, Mick, thanks. I'll, I'll mark you down as free. OK. I'll be uh, A bit of a detour. He's been AWOL for the best part of two hours, bless him. 
Bless him, sodding. Well, can't we get rid of him, Beryl? All these complaints about him going the wrong way and forgetting to put the meter on and not allowing smoking in his cab. And his B.O. problem. Hunters are dumping us left and right as it is and going to A to B cabs. We can't afford to lose any more because of him. Yeah, I know, I know. I have spoken to him about his B.O. problem. He's allergic to deodorant, apparently. Anyway, he said he'll change his shirt every day now and he'll have more baths. You shouldn't have to tell him that, Beryl. He must know. You'll never be married, that's for sure. <laughs> he is married. Is he? Yeah, he's got five kids as well. Five kids? Bloody hell. At least he had no problem finding something then. Go let someone else drive the bus, Beryl. Get rid of that daft billock. Yeah, it's his own bus though, Bob. Sydney's advertised us as having a seven-seater taxi now. Here, look. Ideal for stag groups, girls' nights out and airport journeys. Oh, look. You've got to put an apostrophe in journeys, are bloody idiots. No, so if we get rid of Mick, we lose his bus, and then he'll probably go straight to A to B cabs, just like everybody else has. And that'll be us busless. And then even less work coming in. Oh, I know. All right. We're a bit thin on the ground nowadays, aren't we? Hey, I can't believe Ronnie defected. He's been with us forever. Just because he, he now drives a better, newer car than he did here, and he's getting more work now, and paying less rent now. The grass is always greener, isn't it? Yeah, I know. And they almost always come knocking on and begging for their jobs back here, though, don't they, after a while at A to B? Oh, it's not the same, Beryl. Oh, they treat us like robots, Beryl. Please, take me back. Sydney won't hear of it, though. Mm, he hates disloyalty. They'll never let them come back. Did I tell you he tried it on with me last week? Who? Oh, Frank Cooper. Yeah, smarmy bastard. I saw him walking up when I was sat in the rank outside Tesco. Face looked familiar, but as I was looking at the mirror, I didn't twig at first. Then he's leaning on me door like a punter, but now I know it's him, Frank Effing Cooper. Wouldn't you like to drive a lovely new car with air conditioning and seats that don't smell? I told him, I work for Sydney and I will for as long as I've got a license. I won't go over to A to B, and I know you won't. No. <clears throat> Hello, Demi Cabs. Hello. Is that you, Charlie? Yeah, what do you need, love? Is it Siggies? Oh, all right, I'll get one of them to bring 40 Siggies to you, love. Do you need anything else? Any food? No, okay, 20 minutes, all right. Okay, love, take care. Bless him, poor love. Hey, he'll never ring A to B cabs. Switch wouldn't know what to do, would they? Here, do you want it, Bob? Ah, no, I bloody don't. Gives me the creeps. Oh, don't be so nasty. Oh, sorry, Beryl, but if you ever saw him, look, you'd feel the same. You get to his house and let yourself in. He sat there, all skeletal in this stinky, smoke-filled, nicotine-stained room. He can't talk anymore because he's been smoking all his life, yet he's still smoking, like he's got a death wish or something. Blowing smoke out of his throat hole as, as well as his mouth and nose. Making a bubbling, rasping sound. Well, it's like something from horror movie. 
Then he gives you a ten pound note that looks like it's been chewed by a zebra and shut out to the end. Zebra? Well, you know, an animal, a zebra's first animal I thought of. And, and then he dismisses you with a wave of his bony hand, as if he's king or something. <laughs> oh, it's creepy. Ten pound barely covers the cost of the fags and the fare anyway. He's not got long to live, not by the sounds of him. Poor puppy. But, okay. Oh. Kilo! Hi, Kilo. You're not Kilo, Tim, you're Oscar. No swearing over the air, please. Kilo? Kilo? He's disappeared again. I'm going to have to have words. Hey, you better not have defected as well. Okay, Hunter? Oh, Hunter. Here's an easy one for you, Hunter. Can you pick up 40 silk cut that go into number four, Brooks Terrace? Just go straight in, love. The door's unlocked. Rodney? Pratt. Here, has he done Charlie before? Well, I don't think so. Why? <laughs> I just can't wait to see how he cocks it up. What do you reckon? Wrong house? Walking into some poor old unsuspecting woman's house with 40 fags in his hand out? <laughs> Will he buy 40 bananas instead of ciggies? Don't be rotten. Uh, Oscar? Oscar, go ahead. Yes, clear the Queen's uh, heading back to the right. Okay, thanks. Look, if you see Kilo, will you tell him to call in? Uh, do, do you mean call in the office or call in on the radio, Beryl? No, just on the radio. It's just to let me know he's alive and want him work. Uh, Roger. Right, I suppose I'd better get back out there. You want a brew making before I go? Oh, no thanks, no. I'll only end up needing the loo more often. Anyway, look, you stop worrying so much about tonight. It'll be fine. Here, shout me when you're on the rank. Will do. Uh, Hunter. Hunter, go ahead. Uh, where is it? Here we go. Oh, shut it. Where's what, Mick, love? Uh, silk cut. Uh, I've got the latest name to name, uh, Beryl, but there's no sign of a silk cut. Where, where is it? Classic. See ya. You've been listening to Dummy Caps by Peter Frankson, featuring the vocal talents of Jackie Padden, Alan Veal and Peter Frankson, with music and FX by Zapsplat.com. Mm-hmm.